Sports Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome. This is Sports Charlotte. I am your host, Ashley Mahoney, and joining me this beautiful rainy afternoon on December 17th, a historic day in Charlotte, is Councilman James Mitchell. Thank you so much for joining us. And it's a sunny day because uh, we've just been awarded the 30th MLS franchise in our city. Uh, For me, it's been about a two-year journey. I started back when our first attempt with Marcus Smith was not successful, but I didn't give up hope. I felt like that this is something that was right for our city. Uh, We're probably one of the most diverse city. I think through our um, hosting the soccer matches over the years that we have demonstrated that the city of Charlotte definitely had the energy and the excitement about bringing a professional franchise to us. And my hats off to Jim McPhillian having the Charlotte Independence. They kept the interest going. And I do think because our Charlotte Independence and all our youth soccer, that I think MLS clearly saw Charlotte as a great southern city to, to award a franchise. So you have Atlanta, which, which we're going to do better. Boo! <laughs> Atlanta. We have Orlando and Washington, D.C. So to have us kind of right here situated in the middle, I think it's a win for us. You know, and I, I would tell you this, Ashley, this is a little different for us. Because this time, uh, this is the first time that a sports franchise would impact two areas of our city. So not only would it bring the energy and all the games downtown to Bank of America Stadium, but it would help now rebrand Eastland at the old 69 acres Eastland Mall site. And the citizens of District 5 have waited so long. We have delivered to you. And so uh, I'm excited about rebranding that, having an MLS corporate office there, having MLS soccer fields there to be open to the public. We're going to have soccer academy. Uh, we're talking about um, doing, you know, sports clinic. And so I do think for the first time since I've been elected, since 1999, that Tepper has did something very unique and something that was really needed. And a little thing about Mr. Tepper, a lot of people probably don't realize, he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes and does not want credit for it. Particularly for me last year, West Charlotte Senior High basketball team needed funds to go play the 4-H championship game in Raleigh. He saw I was collecting money from the alumni. He picked up the phone. He said, Smudge, stop making phone calls. Send the invoices to me. And he said, I don't want any credit. I don't want the media to know. It's about the team. He said, I attended a school like West Charlotte in Pittsburgh. So a very humble beginning for someone now who's a tremendous corporate citizen in our community. And you touched on, obviously, things like that. And last month with Thanksgiving yes. and the bailout project between you know, the Players Coalition as yes. well as his foundation. And this is a very different type of owner, very hands-on Very owner. hands-on, very involved in the community. And we're not through yet. Uh, we've been talking about doing an entertainment district to really start with a gateway all the way to Bank of America Stadium. And so I think Charlotte, uh, as we continue to grow momentum, you know, it's lead us to our ultimate goal is hosting the Super Bowl. We have about four or five new hotels that are coming on, Grand Bohemian, 
the, the JW Marriott. And so we just got a lot of momentum now. And it, it really helps, though, to have a corporate leader, a sports leader, a community leader like Mr. Tapper in our city. And you know, something that Commissioner Garber touched on is the value of these teams. And- oh, tremendously. You know, so actually what it does, and I, I realized this in my early years in Cleveland, sports crossover, income, race, religion. It's about bringing the whole city together. It's about uniting us. And so I, I credit Tapper for bringing that energy now in a different way. So we know we're going to have, you know, eight regular season football games, two exhibit games, but now additional eight MLS soccer games. So I'm telling the fans, I'm putting a challenge out right now, that we need to average about thirty-five to 45,000 fans a day. Because I went at, at a game, because I went to Atlanta on a Wednesday, actually. They had 44,000 fans on a Wednesday at Atlanta soccer game. And Charlotte, we can step up to the plate and do the same thing. Now, Atlanta's already hosted the MLS All-Star Game, so is that something else that's like, all right, yeah. that's got to be on the dock? Yeah, we, we, we go, we, we're going to do that. Uh, my goal, we'll be playing 2021. We'll host the MLS about 2023. I'm going to give us two years. I think okay. MLS going to see our numbers average between thirty-five and 45,000. They're going to look at the way we're going to change the stadium to make it a more soccer field now. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to award us with an MLS uh, All-Star game in uh, 2023. That's my prediction. All right, now, you are the economic you know, brains, muscle, insert given description here when it comes to city council. I'm just saying I'm the biggest cheerleader for Charlotte. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, ma'am. yes. And when you look at you know, what Mayor Lyles touched on today is it's $110 million in reserve. It's not pledged. It's in reserve. A public Correct. vote has not been taken. Correct. But it is there to provide infrastructure yes. for Eastland development. And the renovation next, yes, at Bank of America stadium. stadium. You're yep. correct. So uh, we will have a formal vote that would take place very soon. I think we want to put this Christmas gift underneath our tree. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing prior to December 25th. But I do think, uh, I do think, as the mayor said, that this is about our tourism fund working for us. So people will say, well, how are you using this money? But those who visit our city, like the CIAA, ACC Championship, this is how we generate our tourism fund. Mm-hmm. So we take it, our $110 million commitment out of tourism fund. Mm-hmm. So for your listeners out there, it's not impacting affordable housing. It's not impacting police officers, our buses, our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Those are capital investments we make from your taxpayer dollars. We're not touching that. I'm going to repeat. We're not touching that. We're taking our tourism funds that come from our rental car, hotel, motel, and food and beverage taxes. So everyone who's getting you know, a, a little uncomfortable, mad even about everything that was voted on in November with the arts funding, totally different ballgame. Oh, yeah, totally and, different ballgame. Like they, they need a, a couple more classes in terms yes. of how this all works. Now, how exactly to explain to those listeners mm-hmm. the difference you said that the capital funds versus... Yeah. So, so the capital funds, is uh, we generate from your property taxes. Our tourism fund, which we're going to use in this case, it strictly comes from those who stay in a hotel, who rent cars, or who goes to our, our, our alcohol establishments. That's how we're going to generate that $110 million to set aside for the MLS soccer uh, franchise. So totally different, but thank you for allowing me to explain it because we got emails already and say, yep. why couldn't you use $110 million for police officers and for, for, and for affordable housing? Mm-hmm. 
the General Assembly put restriction on the use of tourism fund. It can only be used for tourism-related events like the Bank of America Stadium Upgrade, MLS, um, ACC Championship, the CIAA. All of those fell under the tourism uh, fund, which we can use this as revenue for. Now, in terms of economic impact, obviously the ACC Championship game was Tremendous. just here earlier yes. in December. The Belk Bowl will be here you, once December again. December 31st. Thir yes. What a way to bring in the new year. Yes. And then the final year for CIAA is coming up. Then the Big South will come in and kind of swap those out a little bit as the yes. CI heads up to Baltimore. Yeah. Mexico is coming back again to play Bank of America Stadium in March. Mm -hmm. Was there any sort of roadmap in terms of the economic impact or potential economic impact for an MLS team? Have any numbers been crunched on that? It has not been crunched. I think, you know, it, it is not. I think for us, we kind of did, I studied from other impact ahead in Atlanta mm -hmm. and Orlando, coming to the recent franchise, and we saw how many jobs it could create, uh, how much, you know, ec local economic uh um, opportunity would mm -hmm. prevent. But I think now, before we take the formal vote, we would have those numbers to share with the citizens. I would say between Eastland, we'll have to hire some part-time and full-time people. Mm -hmm. We're going to have construction opportunities at Eastland mm -hmm. that we can hire local. Yeah. We'll have a local architect as well on board. And so I do think there's great opportunities for local, uh, local small businesses to participate. And then you're going to have the renovation at the Bank of America Stadium as well. And so we will have those numbers, though, prior to us voting on it. And 2021 is not that far away. No, it's not. And I think here's the thing that Mr. Tepper talked about that I think, too, works very well for us. Soccer is kind of doing those summer months. Mm -hmm. And so when it's quiet at the Bank of America Stadium now, it's not going to be quiet any longer. Mm -hmm. We're going to have eight, game, eight home games, so probably during that m a month of March all the way to August, mm -hmm. of energy at Bank of America Stadium. So that's very important. And here's the beauty of it. It doesn't compete against our fabulous Charlotte Nice triple A team that always draws about 10,000. I think we're a big city now. Mm -hmm. And so we can support another third pro franchise in, in, in the Queen City. Okay. Do you have a preference on a team name or team colors? Uh, Team name, I love for it to say Charlotte. I would love okay. somebody, it would brand Charlotte. People know, oh, mm -hmm. they have an MLS in Charlotte. Colors, you know, I don't mind that touch of blue, touch of black. I I, I, I don't mind that at all. Now we're talking Panthers blue? Yes. All right. I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. And to me, it's showing respect to the man who made it possible, and that's Mr. Tepper. All right. Well, hey, we will certainly have you back on Sports Charlotte before 2021 rolls around. Please do. We'll blink, and it'll be 2020. Christmas is right around the corner. Christmas is a week. Yeah, no, Christmas almost a week away. Yeah, it's next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, oh next Wednesday. I know. How? And I've been to Scrooge right now, so I can turn to Santa Claus and go get my gifts. <laughs> oh, that, that makes two of Hey, just have some Christmas cookies for breakfast. You know, every I've been doing that every single day. Some gingerbread cookies, a glass of milk, maybe some gingerbread in the coffee. You do what you got to do. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. But as always, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We appreciate you and all that you do for the city. And as always, for being, as the boss likes to say, FOTP, friend of the post. Thank you, Charlotte Post. Appreciate you. Until next time, I am your host, Ashley Mahoney. Make sure that you head over to Queen City Podcast Network. Subscribe, like, share, download, do all the things. You can also head over to our website, thecharlottepost.com. Check out all of our content on this topic and more. Check out our other podcasts. Subscribe to the paper. Do it all and have a happy holiday.